Check one, two, one, two, check, check, four. Hello, check as well. All right, we have checked. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we cover comic books. Quick intro, we had a news hit for this episode you're about to hear. However, we weren't expecting something. We knew DC fandom was happening the weekend after we recorded. Right. We thought nothing's going to happen. A few things may come out. Maybe a hint, maybe a trailer of Wonder Woman. Boy, oh boy, were we wrong. DC came out with every atom bomb they could think of and just pummeled the earth with news. So, Greg Lichtai here with Michael DeStacey. Hello. We're going to record a new news hit because the old news hit pales in comparison to what we're going to cover now. So if you want to hear the news hits that we were going to do, Going over to the Patreon, it'll be there for you to listen to, but let's get into what everyone wants to talk about, everyone wants to listen to, DC Fandom 2020. Mike D, how you doing? I'm doing good. I was brimming with excitement. I should note, we did a little distanced, safe vacation. It was wonderful. Minimal access to cell phones, so coming back to everything that had happened over the weekend was Awesome. <laughs> it was it was like Christmas morning when we were able to get cell phone reception. Yeah, it was cool. Had I been in quote unquote civilization, I would have just been glued to Twitter. Yeah, same. While this whole thing was going on. What was the one of the biggest takeaways that you got from DC Fandom? What were you most excited about from it? Video games. Video games, really? Video games. I could not believe the trailers for the games that they showed. Right. I thought they looked unbelievably fun, crazy, produced and written. Blew me away. I just had no concept those things were even coming. So I think the two video games that I saw were the Suicide Squad, Kill We Must Kill the Justice League yep. video game. Right. Which um, is, I heard, a direct sequel or a loose sequel to the Batman Arkham games. Okay, I didn't know that. So they're made by the same company. Yeah. And so they're kind of in the same universe, universe realm. Okay. Yeah. So um, I've played a few of those games and they yep. were really fun. Yep. So I'm excited to see what they do with the Suicide Squad. I heard um, that Xbox players, PC players, and PlayStation 5 players can all play co op together. Whoa. So it's cross platform. Cool. So that will be amazing. <laughs> to get either amazing or just a complete fucking mess. Man, it would be really cool to see who was on a PlayStation and who was on an Xbox, because I think that would make it even chippier. Oh, yeah. Just like how people are kind of homers for Marvel or DC, mm -hmm. people are even worse for the console oh, of their choice. Oh, for sure. Uh, but the other game was Gotham Knights. Looked fucking awesome. And it, I think it revolves around like the Bat family. Yes. Like uh, Jason Todd, Robin, Nightwing, yep. Batgirl, yes. Mark Gordon. The storyline is essentially that Bruce Wayne has died or appears to have died. Oh, okay. And he's leaving a headquarters that's left over. Part of his death process was like <laughs> imploding the Batcave. So it's like, oh, would have been, been great to have the Batcave, Bruce. But um, <laughs> Well, when my grandparents died, they also had tripwires everywhere and yeah, the house blew right, up. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do? So I get it. So he's essentially given them every other asset that he has available to him and is like, you guys have to keep Gotham safe because 
in the vacuum that no Batman will have created, there will be chaos in Gotham. Mm-hmm. So it's these four kind of just taking the mantle of Batman accumulatively. Which it says something for Bruce Wayne, that it takes four mm-hmm. underlings <laughs> to make one full Batman. Right. So What is it about? What's his je ne sais quoi? Is it just his intelligence? He doesn't teach them enough. Yeah. So they can never overpower him. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to teach you everything. He's smart, right. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to be the boss, so uh, I'm not going to, te- you know, give you the garage code or anything. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks great. The graphics look fucking insane the for this game. The graphics are And Suicide Squad. Like, I know. holy fuck. When I saw the still for the Suicide Squad trailer, yeah. given I was on my phone, but I was like... Who did they cast to play Harley Quinn in like a sh- new show or something? Oh yeah, it, it's like so photorealistic. They it's look, insane. Yeah, the th- looking at these stills in the trailer, you're just like video games have become a beast. Yeah, like it's it's an industry that is like not going away anytime soon. No, and not for DC especially. I used to never really think of either Marvel or DC as like mm-hmm. a video game company or franchises that made like tons of video games and then maybe five or so years ago it was like okay dc is owning it with the video games with injustice and all the arkham knights games right clearly they know what they're doing marvel's like just starting to figure it out with spider-man you're you're absolutely right as far as quality goes and like consistency dc is whooping marvel's ass when it comes to video games yeah it looks like they're going to continue to do so here which is fine i mean yeah whether you're a DC stan or a Marvel fan, when either wins, the comic book industry wins. And like, that's what we need to go, go yep. with here. Speaking of the Suicide Squad game, James Gunn, who is the director of the new Suicide Squad movie, right. released all who's going to be in the movie. He, he, he disclosed yeah, like, we know all the cast the, now, the quote unquote villains of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I guess there was some uh, exclusive video. That was released, nothing too extravagant, just a few pictures of uh, who's going to be in it. We get a cool shot of Killer Shark, yep. which he's having a banner a couple of years. Killer <laughs> Shark is really coming to the limelight, which I'm really enjoying. But, I mean, who more perfect to direct this Suicide Squad sequel than James Gunn? He did such a phenomenal job with Guardians of the Galaxy. He did. One and two. Yep. Um, and then when, they, when Marvel let him go, because of some unsavory tweets that they found, DC was quick to hire him because if you guys remember the first Suicide Squad movie, uh, it was garbage. Not so good. It was hot garbage. Yeah. By the way, they Marvel got James Gunn back, so um, who knows how, what James Gunn's going to be doing. He may just be going <laughs> ping-ponging back and forth between DC and Marvel as he wishes. Do we know if Margot Robbie is reprising mm-hmm. her role as Harley Quinn? She, she is. is. Yeah. How about she that? Is. And we can explain that with the next movie news. There was some I guess not spoilers, but some more insight on the Flash movie. Yeah. So they're going full multiverse. She's going to be going back in time, trying to fix the timeline. If so, fact so, he'll be going through multiple different DC timelines. Ben Affleck is reported to be back for the Flash movie. Cool. So he may be going into the new Robert Pattinson Batman universe. Mm, he may uh. be going into the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix universe. Like... He made, so cool. It's it's a fun way to be like, you know, I'll be honest. DC had a lot of missteps mm-hmm. the last five or ten years with movies. They had some hits, but unfortunately they were not in continuation or so discombobulated that it didn't make sense. 
this is DC's way to be like, let me just cherry pick uh, what worked and what didn't work, and we're gonna make it all in one universe. Oh, imagine all the jokes you could make on stuff too. Oh, it's oh my god! Just to like retcon everything and go back and just say like, oh, this universe sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't Flash essentially DC Spider-Man? He's always quipping with like, I got you, and the personal like personality yeah. sort of, respect. and he has like a a, a very extensive yeah. rogue gallery of villains, mm-hmm. and so does Spider Man, and he's always fucking with them and screwing right. with them. So, uh, the Flash's villains are really fun. They're really fun. If yeah. you haven't watched the CW show, yeah, uh, give great. it a whirl. Yeah, it's the first like three seasons are super super good. Mm-hmm. So, um. I'm excited for that because it sounds like DC's like trying to find a way to right the ship or you know straighten out their own timeline that they fucked up. So that'll be cool. Uh, I mentioned Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that trailer. Holy fuck! Wow. We're talking about the Batman with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I loved the name too. I don't know if I knew it was called the Batman. Just the like just short and sweet, folks. Yeah, We've the logo is cool. Yeah, I think every Batman trailer that comes out, whatever iteration. It just keeps getting darker and darker. Like, not yeah. content, just lighting. Right. It seems like this whole trailer was lit by one single candle. I'm not totally sure on my takeaway of it. I remember thinking at the end of the trailer, like, oh, I hope this is good. I think it is going to be good. I think we have Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright, James uh, James Gordon, who mm-hmm. is from um, uh, Westworld. And then playing the Penguin, I don't know if you noticed or not, was Colin Farrell. Oh no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that was the penguin. He was like the big bloated character. Okay. <laughs> is supposed to be the penguin, and I think the Riddler is also supposed to be in here. Which is why you get the question marks in the 2021. My, yeah, my assumption was is that There he is. I'm I'm guessing that a lot of this is the Riddler, like is the main bad guy in this. I would assume so. And yeah. Then, but we get these like gang of men with like face paint and you're almost just like are, is the Joker going to be teased in this as well? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Right. And then, you know, we got Catwoman with um, Zoe Kravitz, and that's going to be great. I love that the mask she's wearing is like a knitted... It's a stocking cap. Stocking cap. <laughs> Just like the... The, the pussy hats yeah. from the Trump rally yes. and stuff? Yes. Yes. It's like just like that, but black. Yeah. And like a spot for eyes to like beak out. Yeah. It, this movie, I think, is going to just blow balls through buttholes, man. Yeah. Like, this is going to just... And that scene where he's like punching that dude, mm-hmm. they must have just amplified the sound on the punches because it sounded like <laughs> it was just like him beating the dude's face off. We don't really get a hint at whether like... There's origin stuff in this. Are they starting from that perspective or just we're going in knowing that Robert Pattinson has been Batman for a while? Or, sorry, Bruce Wayne has been. I Because they didn't do an origin with Ben Affleck, did they? No, do they you didn't. Need, do you need to do an origin anymore? I personally don't think so. They don't need that 30 to 40 minute slog of getting through his yep. origin story. I don't need to see his mom's pearls bouncing in an alley. No, I don't need to see him coming out of <laughs> the seen opera. That scene a yep. million times, yep. I don't need to see him having visions of bats. <laughs> Just get, <gasps> get it over with. Uh, the other movie that dropped uh, a very extended trailer, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Um, now, this is the one that kind of left me the flattest. You think it's just because you know so much about it already? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, we finally get a good look at Kristen Wiig's Cheetah 
performance or whatever, right. or her what she's gonna look like in the movie. And they went full cats. Yes. Hashtag release the butthole cut. <laughs> What's the story on this? Because I was seeing at least our friend. So the rumor is this. The rumor the is cut. in the original cut of cats, <laughs> they all had buttholes. Oh, visibly no. like computer animated buttholes because they're cats. Yeah. And you can usually see a cat's butthole. Right. And they first did the sc- screening. The producers and the people that backed the movie were just like, absolutely not. Yeah. Digitally remove all those assholes from the <laughs> from the final edit. Obviously. And so there's like this strange rumor that somewhere out there, there is a butthole cut of cats where it's, <laughs> you see their real buttholes. And so uh, it... If you've seen the trailer, or if you, God forbid, have seen the movie Cats that came out, what was that, last year? Something like that. COVID's threw me off. I don't know yep. what time is anymore. Uh, this is what Kristen Wiig's cheated character looks like. She's just completely computer generated and, yeah, I don't know, it kind of ran flat for me. But I'll say that I was kind of worried about how I would take Kristen Wiig as, like, a bad guy in a high-stakes action movie. Mm-hmm. And... It seems like from the trailer that she's pulling it off. Oh, for sure. She has the attitude down. And she seems like unhinged and like a little crazy but powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Maybe they can <laughs> fix some of these graphics, but it is just not working for me. It really isn't. And I hate to say that, but... And Steve's back. I they We don't get an inkling of an idea of how that happened we assume max lord is behind it somehow who knows how there's a line somewhere in the trailer that's like i can give you what you want correct and my assumption is is that he is what diana wanted and becoming an actual feline (laughs) is what cheetah wanted (laughs) maybe she wanted to be an apex predator and he heard cheetah yeah right no, oh, you want to be a cat? We can do that. <laughs> what did you think of her um, riding lightning on her lasso? I fucking love that. That's it was so cool. fucking hardcore. I was like, if they, if the graphics were bad, it would have been like the Indiana Jones swinging on vine scenes <laughs> in the yeah. weird Shia LaBeouf one. Mm-hmm. And that scene was horrible. But this just looked like badass, kind of metal. Yeah. Just like fun action movie shit that you're just like, whoa, cool. Yeah. Lean into it. Yeah. More of that, please. Right. And I loved it. <laughs> Ru- rumors are that the invisible jet also makes an appearance. I've been, uh, I've got so many questions <laughs> about the invisible jet and like the continuity of all DC things. Give us the invisible jet, DC. Some people you cowards. ignore it. Some people keep it. I loved the way it was used in death metal. Oh yeah, was amazing. Yep. If if you aren't reading Death Metal on DC right now, you're missing out, folks. Oh it's a fucking God. rip of a time. That was the like the coolest thing I've seen in a comic <laughs> in a while. Oh man, it was so good. Um, I think the last movie news we got Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut, which we've covered, which we've covered, which we got a sneak preview of. Yeah. So we've already seen we've this. We've seen this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the card playing scene. I maybe they're building up to it. Okay, I haven't seen when they went and tried to buy the Fortress of Solitude. That's was right, it, and there was a pig in there that <laughs> talking pig. Uh, go back to what was that? 150. I think our 150th episode. Yeah, where we got a sneak pre- the, preview of the Snyder Cut. That was before 
I thought this was ever realistically happened. That was, that was back when we thought it was a joke. We thought it was a huge joke that people were asking for this. And so we were like, let's goof on it. <laughs> and now it's real. Now it's a real I fucking thing. I cannot believe this is going to happen. I heard a rumor that it's going to be like six hours long. I, I heard the same rumor. They're, I think they're going to try to break it up into a series. Like That's the only way you could do it. Like three two-hour episode things. This trailer seemed like it was for a TV show that yeah. had like several arcs in it. Good God. There was just so much stuff in just the trailer that I'm like, no way this fits in a movie. How many wallops can this dead horse take? <laughs> Put this thing to fucking bed already. I kind of think so too. I'm, I mean, if this comes out and it's bad. Then he's done. Like, what a waste. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it turns out to be fucking amazing. I mean, I've never seen a six-hour movie before. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it can do things. You never watched uh, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I guess if you watch Lord of the cuts? Rings, like, what are they, like, four or five hours? Yeah. I've never watched any of the director's cuts of those. Uh, they're a trip. This looks like a fan trailer. It really does. Folks, we're watching this right now, live, while we're talking to you. This looks like a fan trailer. I don't have HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it to watch this. Can I come over? Certainly, yeah. Okay. We'll make a day of it. Yep. Good God. You, you'll hear our review about it when it, <laughs> when it comes out, folks. But is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Here's the big news that I want to talk about that is really impactful for me and the show. It was released, or I guess it was announced, that Milestone... The DC publisher Milestone is coming back after mm -hmm. almost two decades, 15 years maybe, of just being uh, not around. Right. They they somehow merged back with DC, and so like the Milestone characters- Became part of the DC became universe. Became part of the DC universe. That kind of just went away. Yeah. They weren't really integrated back into DC Comics, which mm -hmm. sucks because, man, Christopher Priest like and a whole bunch of others like created this black-owned- black created superhero storylines that were fucking incredible. You had, you know, Static X who is like uh, not Static X, uh <laughs> Static Shock. Static, Static X shock. was a band uh, in the <laughs> 90s and aughts. Yeah, check them out. They're pretty fucking rad. <laughs> Static Shock who um also became a TV show which was just a fucking phenomenal character. Yeah. And he was a part of the Teen Titans for a little bit uh -huh. and then we really haven't heard much from him. So I'm so excited to see like new stories coming out from this this brand. You know, so many great creators, like, here, I have a list here, because <laughs> there's, like, so many came out from this brand. Like, right. um, Huberto Ramos got his start in Milestone. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, they, like, found him and, like, like helped him kind of get his feet wet a little One more. One of my favorite artists. Yeah, and, um, like, Madeline Blaustein, who mm. was one of the first transgender writers... To oh, be in comics. Oh, wow, yeah. And she created... I didn't know that. ...one of the first transgender, female transgender characters in a Milestone comic. Cool. Which is like, at the time, that is unheard of. That's, that's a trailblazer. Completely. Which is like fucking insane that that happened on like a DC imprint, yep. essentially. And so uh, I'm just excited because what they did, Milestone was black owned and black operated mm -hmm. for the most part. It was an imp like a imprint of DC Comics, but is was, that correct? Yes, but it was completely separate from DC. Yeah. DC never had ownership over the characters that mm. they created either. Gotcha. They created this whole other separate copyright and separate ownership of just like, no, 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 no. You can distribute our stories and you can get a little cut of the money, 
because we're using your platform. Mm-hmm. We own these. These are yeah. ours. And that was a huge thing. Sure. What a huge step for that imprint of just like, like you, you're not using us. Yeah. We're using you to tell our stories. Sure. And there was a lot of butting heads for a while because they wanted to tell stories that DC, who was like basically the, the NBC of comic books, sure. was just like, I don't think we can release this stuff. And Milestone was just like, well, tough. Like mm-hmm. That's these what are, we're writing. Yeah, these are the stories that need to be told. And a lot of it was because it was exploring black lives and black sexuality and black, you know, everything. It was mm-hmm. like proud to be black and people of color. And like, <laughs> this was back in the 90s. And yeah. People were scared to put that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, man, I hate to, you know, get political with it, but the times we're living in now, it's rife with new stories to tell. I mean, yep. it, it's it's rough out there, folks. And I think Milestone getting to publish stories now is going to be, you know, a huge effect in, in some positive m- movements. So that's what I was really excited to talk about with this DDC fandom. I was happy to see the trailers. Yeah. Happy to see the video games. But to see Milestone, a strong positive force in the, in the DC history come back. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we lost Vertigo a year or so ago. I was bummed to see that. Seeing Milestone come back is, you know, a real delight for me. Yeah. Do so. we? So we know it's coming back. Do we know much about their relationship coming back? Are new creators still going to own their characters? That's a little murkier for me. I really yeah. haven't read much articles about it. I, I don't think it's... there's been much published about it. I think it was more like a... Yay, it's coming back, sort yeah. of announced. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see the details of mm-hmm. it. I, It's probably not as good as it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they had the deal they had back in the 90s, but, uh, you know, one can hope. All right. So that that's the new intro. This is the new news hit that we recorded hey. for everybody. Uh, like I said, the old one is up on the Patreon. It was fun. We had yeah. a good time. We needed to talk about DC fandom, <laughs> and we didn't want to be a week behind. <laughs> I got it out. I feel better. Yeah, we did this with... C2E2 and Marvel did all their stuff. We, yes. did, we did a breaking news Marvel report because, damn, they dropped bombs. Yeah. DC just dropped bombs about three days ago. Woo-wee. Ooh. So uh, now on with the episode. First up, we have Shadow Service out on Vault Comics by Kevin Scott and Corn Howell. Caitlin, what is Shadow Service about? Yeah, Caitlin, what happens when Kevin and Corn get together? <laughs> Good old Kevin and Corn. That's why they're friends, because they have the same amount of letters in, in their names, their first names, and they both begin with C's. It's a syllabic friendship. <laughs> that's, how I pick, that's how I pick my friends. Yeah. Sy- syllabic based. <laughs> We're syllabic. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, in this book, Gina Myers has the attitude of Jessica Jones and the powers of witchcraft to guide her as she begins taking some jobs from some nefarious folks. Oh, yeah. This Ooh. is the Sabrina I always wanted to see. <laughs> Grown-up detective Sabrina. Grown-up, hard-as-nails Sabrina. You didn't want to see overly sexualized high school Sabrina? I did, unfortunately. Because we got that now, <laughs> We got too. that in the Netflix version. <laughs> But with Netflix, we also got Super Satanic Sabrina. That's true. Which I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's just a PI that's also a witch, which is... She's a PI that's PO'd. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Jessica Jones? 
Sure. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, adding the witchcraft definitely makes it distinct. I and in London. Yeah, it it is British. (laughs) Oh, you went for it. You can tell because she says, "Where'd budget king go?" Not once, (laughs) but twice. Um, my my take on this comic book is that it doesn't try to sell itself on something that's like never been done before, which a lot of comic books are trying to do, but it was uh, done so interesting and so well that it was like just a really fun comic book to get into. And just like, I like the way they're doing it. Like this, it was gory. It was like, I don't know. It it was fun kind of at every turn. I won't say it's like incredibly new, but it definitely, it was written like perfectly. Well, I'll say that I really loved the way they revealed that, she was a witch. It was just mm-hmm. like, this person's a detective. Oh, shit. She just did something crazy. Oh, stuff got even wilder. <laughs> like, oh, talking rat. It just gradually grew and like things got weirder and weirder as you went on, which sometimes yeah. I complain that those sort of things feel like there's no rules. Anything can happen. But this seemed like there was certainly structure and some rules of the world thought out. But the way we were getting revealed to them was just in a way that didn't drown us in exposition. Well, yeah, it was like dropping a snowball down a snowy mountainside. Like, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you just got swept up in it. Like, this story was very captivating to me. You got to meet her, and you just thought it was going to be a normal detective story, and then you're right, it just slowly unravels that, oh, shit, she's doing kind of some occult stuff. Oh, fuck, I think she just killed her dad. Why the fuck is that rat talking? It just kept getting, like, wilder and wilder. It kept doubling down. Did you notice nails were a big theme in this? Yeah. What's the story with nails? Uh, Well, in 1744, (laughs) Timothy Nail decided, how are we going to keep stuff together? I mean, she's carrying a nail gun as a weapon. That was fucking rad. It's so cool. In this world and lore, nails are like crucial to a witch's power set. It's like components that you need to have. Yeah. It might be a, a, a Wiccan thing that we just don't know about that nails do play a large role in. Like, it might be. There's nails on the cover. Yep. There's nails in the climax of the book. Is it like a crucifixion thing? I don't know. Are Is witch lore ba- born out of Christianity? Well, like the anti-Christianity? Like, well, I think Wicca outdates Christianity. Sure. Predates. Predates. Whatever. I'm no scientist. <laughs> I know scientist. Or historian. I know scientist. <laughs> I know make I am historian. <laughs> I do like that you don't even get hit full force that she's a witch. No. I mean, the synopsis says it, but, like, she knew how to say this word that would evoke something as a child. And then you slowly see her use different kinds of spells. Right. There wasn't no long story about her going there to witch no school. There weren't no long story Listen, we're from the Midwest. It. Can we talk about how cool that was when she was a kid? And yeah. Like, yeah. Her, her mom was getting picked on, which was, like... A, a great thing to wrap in here to the story because she's very triggered by a conflict at a bar when she's on her like PI hunt. Mm-hmm. I think her and, mom was getting beat. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like she and says, even more of a twist because the person set that up, maybe knowing that about her. Right. Exactly. So it's very much core to her person. Totally. That she, yeah, she comes from a history of like witnessing abuse. Right. But but anyway, her power basically sutured her dad into the wall. Where it's like flesh melded with drywall. Yeah, did he become the wall? It, it was so crazy. It reminded me a lot of the first Alien movie. 
when they're just like glued to the wall and they're like, kill me. <laughs> I've just become like a pussy massive person. He's still mad though. He's just like, Jaina. <laughs> yeah, Jaina. The mashed potatoes were cold. <laughs> You're grounded. <laughs> There's like two stories in this first issue, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to collide at some point. I'm assuming they would. But we've got a, a boss or a client who's giving her jobs and we get a peek into his life and obviously there's more to be explored there like he's a crazy person (laughs) yeah i got heavy x-files uh vibes from him because we're watching x-files right now and Uh, there's always that smoking man mm -hmm. and yes this guy's smoking a cigarette when he comes picks up this dead bot or he needs uh, other people to do his dirty work mm -hmm. but he knows all the secrets right right exactly there's there's certain things too where there's a great scene where the guy's like, he didn't scratch you, did he? Like the <laughs> yeah. the target was, oh, was then like, we're he didn't fine. scratch you. He's like, oh, then we're good. And she was like, I would love more information <laughs> if you have it. Real quick. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need more information. And she's like, this seems pertinent. I also really like when there is a rule where, where the, the rules of magic in other worldly creatures exist, but they don't know about each other. Yeah. She's a witch. She's doing all sorts of things right. that people probably don't think humans can do and yet she has no idea what this guy is that has the ability to like break his own ankle with just doing it like and what he's got on his skin and she has no idea about any other forces at work and to that point like i love that she makes fun of traditional like witches like she makes a bunch of harry potter jokes (laughs) and i think and i think one time she even says they can't be a witch i'm the only witch which if that's the case i like this story a lot more even if it's like this isn't about witches this is about a witch and she just innately knows these things or like has she been trained like this it was it all did it in a very smart way where you want to know more yeah if she's like some self-taught witch that had to go to like a barnes and noble and or just comes to her like it did when she was little oh okay yeah so it's just like it wakes up inside of her brain just like hey congratulations you know witch stuff now the person that wrote this comic book, I think, has mostly just known for writing, uh, like, Star Wars adventure series. The, like... The oh, one, like the kids one on IDW. Yeah. And then Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of syndication stuff. And sometimes authors like that don't make the jump into original material very well. But I think in this way, it actually helped the book to be like, this guy knows how to write entertaining shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, totally. I 100% agree. And this book, spoiler alert, not uh-oh. for kids. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to give it comic of the week. We, Actually, we haven't done pick of the week lately, have we? Uh, no. We, this, this this book kept me captivated. It did have a lot of words, but I read oh them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I read them all, and I enjoyed them. One letter grade down. I, yeah, A minus. A minus. Five words too many. When it's too many words for me is when it's like a page of text, when I'm just like, nah, you got the wrong format here. But this is just like dialogue. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. It had the right amount of words for me to... To keep me motivated to keep turning the page. This word just has this page just has one word. He Greg loved that page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love it more page. if it was zero words. <laughs> <laughs> the word is just kind of a noise, though. Yeah, right. Some point. like cryptic uh, which word. <laughs> you don't have to know that word. Uh, also, but I do. I read it and I go. I think I know what that word does now. <laughs> <laughs> Blows up dads. <laughs> <laughs> blows up dads. I wish I had that word spell, when I was younger. The spell yeah. the blow up dads. Man, yeah. Dads, you in trouble. Uh, <laughs> you're going to buy me those pogs now, aren't you? <laughs> what do you guys think about the cliffhanger? Or I guess what led to the cliffhanger? That whole sequence was 
nuts. I honestly am like, she's not getting out of this. Like, did the comic just end? Like, it seems impossible that <laughs> yeah, she's going to get out. Yeah, was this a one shot? One shot, yeah. <laughs> they definitely, like, totally fucked over the main character. Yeah, which is a great way to end a first issue. Well, yeah, she got think... sucked into, like, a grenade. Do you think that the boss guy is that guy that we see the profile of with the coffee cup? Maybe. So sinister. They're not going to give it away, like, who who even some of the major players are, what their plans are for her. But my guess is they let her out to do something. Maybe they're friends the and they, they just seem foes at the time. Next issue, MI666. <laughs> Devil shit. We didn't even cover the, the rat that talks. Her fam- is that her familiar thing? No, so, it's just a rat. Is she, it- she talks about having conversations with other rats. Okay, can she yeah. only talk to rats? She can talk to crows, kind of. She can summon yeah. crows. Oh. <laughs> talk to rats. <laughs> well, they were crows. busy attacking a guy. I don't know that they wanted yeah, to chit chat. Yeah, they didn't have time to chit chat. We don't know for sure. <laughs> but there's like one rat in particular who's her best friend, and she doesn't order to do like the grunt work because he doesn't like uh, it. Yeah. He's a dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> No good, dirty red. He's a rat. One He's a rat bastard. Contribution to this. But he like he like guilt trips her, and I think that's hilarious. Like I like that dynamic. It's funny. Agreed. This is what Cinderella should have been. <laughs> and that was Shadow Service out on Vault Comics. And I am happy to be with you tonight. Yeah, All right. No scientist. That was the first issue club Adlib. Madlib. Shit. Next up, we have Maestro out on Marvel Comics. Now, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you may remember that we covered an image book called Maestro, and we were stupid then. A lot of times we were calling it Maestro. Okay. That was plural, too. Maestros. Because I kept getting confused trying to look this up. It was. Here's here's something that happened to me today. Uh oh! I was on the hunt for additional covers mm. today because of uh, Goofus and Gallant over here. <laughs> yes, couldn't get out of the shop early enough. So I swung by another comic shop that has an Englishman at the counter. What? Who pronounced this maestro? Oh, so we were just oh, European so it's a geographical thing. It. Yes. Oh, you. My it's assumption di- is is that he's correct in right. his dialect. Yeah. Totally. I honestly do think that if you're British and you say something, it's probably right. He said we have bastardized so yeah. much of that. Yeah, the okay, king's so, English. So we weren't stupid then. No, we were smart. Ah, yes. Okay, so if this is all you need to know about this book, you can say it, Maestro. You can say it, Maestro. You're you're in for a, a treat there on your pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Impress your friends by saying Maestro. Yes, <laughs> and then tell them they're wrong. Um, for those of you who don't know. Maestro is the old maniverse of the Hulk. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let Caitlin give the actual description, but this is a Hulk book. Yes. And the description I have is pretty short because I think we just should probably just get into it. This is the, the origin story of Maestro or Maestro, and it is dark. It tackles uh, Maestro's evolution born out of self-destructive nature and demise of humanity. Yes. Nailed it. A little bit of background on Maestro. Uh, 
I guess this is almost the 30th anniversary of him coming around. Like he was in the early 90s. So it makes sense that they're doing this book. I, Future Imperfect. Do you remember that series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That may be the only thing that makes it. Like, is he. Uh, oh, sorry. Is he Invincible Hulk right now? In, in this comic? No. Did he, did he like come out <clears throat> in, um, in the like current Hulk run? So many incarnations oh. have come out in Immortal Hulk. Immortal, but we Immortal, haven't seen Immortal. Maestro yet. Okay, there's no Maestro in Immortal Hulk. Yet. No. Okay, so um, he was a villain. It is the Hulk in future world where there is an apocalypse and he's the empire of this world. So like when he is a villain in the 90s, mm-hmm. um, Hulk, he's coming back from the future. Correct. And they fight each other. Yep. You know that it's the Hulk that's old because... He's, he has hair. He's got a chin strap beard. And it's white. And only old dudes have chin strap beards. <laughs> yes. That and Tommy Bahama shirts. Yep. Hawkeye had a beard. Wolverine had a beard. You know it's in the old maniverse. Steve if... Bannon has a beard now. <laughs> Was he Modoc in this? Oh, man. Old man Modoc. <laughs> he had a beard? Wouldn't... He didn't, but he was a crank. I loved Old Man Modoc. Old may, Man Modoc makes every book better. That may have sold the whole the story for me. I I sincerely hope hope Old Man uh, Modoc is in this a lot more. Totally. So M- Modoc is not uh, a murderous villain in this. He's actually just trying to be like, we're just trying to survive, dude. And I grabbed you because <laughs> you don't uh, suffer nuclear energy like problems, really. So yeah, the world above has gone to shit. We should say. Yep. There's no one to rule anymore. Nuclear Holocaust. Can... Right. Yeah. We've destroyed each other. <laughs> Which that honestly was the reason I liked this book so much and didn't actually seem to be an origin story as much of a commentary on what we're all doing to each other right now. It's a conclusion story. Yeah. yeah. Like it it was a lot more um, hostile towards humans than I expected it to be. But it made it a lot more interesting for me instead of just an origin story of a character that didn't necessarily know a whole lot about going in. Yeah. Yeah. It's no surprise to me that we are our own worst enemy. (laughs) (laughs) The real enemy is you. Yeah. I kick the living shit out of me. Every now and then. I kick the living shit out of me. You clever lit (laughs) lyric insert bastard. What? A cigarette (laughs) is burning. Please tell me why. (laughs) Please tell me why. Uh... This my critique of this comic book is that am I gonna be embarrassed for liking it because of the irrelevance of it? Like, here and here's what, okay, so it's not irrelevant. Well, but here here's why, I here's what I mean. I don't know. One, it doesn't seem like Marvel's really putting a lot of energy into comics that aren't selling well. Okay, this didn't have a lot of hype. I don't know what it ties into. It doesn't seem like this character is appearing anywhere. It's definitely the old maniverse, and they're not even tying in the old maniverse. Okay, so. What this is doing is it's showing how Maestro became Maestro. But why do I care in 2020? It's for I people think... that like Maestro and Hulk comics. Well, and I, I'm assuming that Maestro may be one of the personalities that shows up in Immortal Hulk. And it's like, hey, everyone kind of needed a reminder of what this was since it was 30 years ago. Right. And I think this is one of the original authors of Hulk Peter, Peter David. David like yeah. he he had an amazing Hulk run he created this character so like having him back on the book is kind of fucking rad if you're a Hulk fan okay and this book was written really really well like i loved it i'll i'll say that yeah so fun book but my thing is that i'm so used to the tonality of a mortal hulk right now right, that right. this in comparison 
felt like an old, outdated comic. It did. It felt like the best version of '90s Marvel, which yes. d- doesn't necessarily hold up to 2020 book writing. Perfectly put. Which right? Did, did Peter David makes... write Future Imperfect? Yes. Okay. So then, this is perfect for him. He's just filling in the blanks oh, for everybody. Yeah, exactly right. When, when, so when Hulk, there's the perfect example. Hulk makes the Hollywood sign. <laughs> say Hulk. He I like love that. bashes it so it spells out Hulk. I'm like, man, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who would do this? And he's also like angry Hulk. He's also sitting in like a uh, uh, house with his family at one point, and the chairs have big like H logos on them. And I'm like, Hulk kind of isn't that character that would have like a big H belt or. He was in the 90s, baby. But I guess he was in the 90s. He was married. He had two kids. It stayed very true to that, the essence of that, I guess. Right. And then I liked how, you know, you don't know what's happening in the beginning of the book. You see him, like, have his brain fucked with. Like, he he meshes in and out of different realities. People are telling him just like, hey, you're fine. Everything's fine here. But, like... Like, it's almost like the Matrix is, like, reloading while he's, like, in it. And it's just, like, he, he picks up on it really quick. He's like, yeah. I'm being fucked with. And he's in Modoc's like, basement. Yeah, he's in, like, AIM headquarters. Yeah, because they've collected other villains that don't get affected by gamma radiation because yeah. there's a nuclear waste uh, uh, above the uh, the AIM Headquarters. Abomination is in a tank next to him. Yeah, Vapor's there in yep. like a tube or whatever. There's potential for those characters to come back, I guess. I hope so. That'd be sweet. So AIM is looking to like repopulate the Earth after this. And our Hulk character to become Maestro, Maestro, mm-hmm. uh, wants nothing to do with it. Right. Because right. he's like, why would I want to repopulate a planet that's just inevitably going to destroy itself again? So you can kind of see that turn of like bitterness towards humanity. In that moment there. Mm-hmm. See, that the point, that right there, like, I don't actually care why he becomes bad. Like, yeah. that's the thing that's kind of lost on me because I wasn't a fan of this series. But an apocalyptic series with an old man Hulk and MODOK being kind of his, like, guide, I guess, yeah. is is really fun and interesting. It's like Dean Martin and Jerry Lee Lewis. Next like to his Magneto. <laughs> yes. And, like, I guess, yeah, he's kind of good now and he's going to be bad. That's an interesting arc that I guess I care about in some ways. But it's a it's a fun, like, post-apocalyptic book. I like it because Peter David's back and it's a fun Hulk story. Future Perfect was, like, had a huge impact mm-hmm. on the Marvel Universe. And it is, it's a very different storytelling of what the Hulk we have now, like you said. So I think it's just a, a nod to old heads who collected Hulk comics and a way for Peter David to kind of just maybe flesh out his uh, story a little more. Yep. So sure. I think it's fun. Interestingly more ominous because of the times that we're currently in. Totally. Totally. If he fights a new villain called COVID, we'll know for sure that <laughs> so he was heavily so influenced. So much seems futile right now. And to like watch the origin of a Hulk becoming a person that I could easily see myself turning into if things continue down this Why path. Why does it matter? I can't like, wait for your yeah, chin strap like, to come in. <laughs> yeah. We all just walk out of our house in sweatpants with beards. <laughs> just screaming, fuck I'm, it. I'm Maestro. Oh, he doesn't even have his name Maestro yet, so we're going to figure out how he gets the Maestro name. Because he orchestrated the whole thing. We should say he hasn't even gone gray yet. 
in this first issue. Right. He's not even salt and pepper. Yeah. He's still full on black beard, black hair. So I'm guessing that the next couple issues are probably going to jump ahead considerably in time. Oh, was this a reveal about Hulk's personality that explains why he can do different versions of himself? Where he basically says, like, I was trying to avoid my dad being my dad so much that, like, I split up my personality into different personalities when I would become the Hulk. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's a reason why the Hulk is the way he is. Like, it's the same reason, like, Mr. Fix-It exists and, like, Professor Hulk and Maestro. It's just, like, there are so many discombobulated Bruce banners that like it makes sense that there's going to be also different hulks it's like disassociated identity when you add gamma radiation i guess hell yeah that's yeah that's and that's been a part of the canon of the character for quite a while now that he can do that but did we know that it was because he was like avoiding being his dad yeah yeah immortal hulk even addresses that in its latest run okay (laughs) because the cat's in the cradle in the silver spoon oh boy i that's it I, I don't like any episodes like that's that. That's all she wrote. <laughs> I don't like any episodes with Well, what was the last uh, thing we it. said? Just say thank you. Thank you for listening. Craig doesn't like ending with just, eh, eh, that's it. So. I don't <laughs> like hard endings. I like a good Midwest goodbye. We do thank everybody that listens to this podcast for uh, your ears and your time. So thank you so much for doing anything with us. You could like us on social if you want. We would appreciate that. You could support us on Patreon if you wanted to. We got one of those. Uh, you could keep on listening to other episodes. We got tons of them. You might even want to rate and review if you haven't done it. We'd love that. Even if you have other spam accounts for your Apple account, <laughs> log into those. <laughs> if you don't, make some. We're not going to ding you. We ain't going to tell. I won't. I'll encourage it. Yeah. Do something illegal for us. First issue clubs endorsing cheating. And drug usage. It depends on the drug. Moderate. Designer drugs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you end an episode. (laughs) Designer drugs. Bye. Fade to black. That's how you end an episode. (laughs) This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T.